Hey folks, it's your host Casey Steed. Today is April 18th, 2020. So happy to have you here with me. This is the 9 a.m. bonus half hour on Saturday morning. And what we're going to do is something a little special. We're going to do a blast from the past, kind of a tribute to Jackie McDonald. This is her old time slot of Victim's Voice. She passed away last month and just received word of that last week. Was trying to find some old shows that she might have done. Unfortunately, there was nothing in the archives, but we did use her uh, show music uh, for a few months while we used the 9 a.m. slot to interview different guests. One of them was our current sheriff, Vern Warnke. This was before he was elected in October of 2014. I interviewed him for the show, and uh, I just thought it'd be interesting for folks. So here we go. Blast from the past and in tribute to Jackie McDonald, a wonderful person, a wonderful woman that had a show called Victim's Voice on these airwaves for many years. Rest in peace. Welcome to another exciting edition of Citizen Watch, a special edition here at our 9 o'clock hour. We have a little extra time and we've been bringing in people, important people in the community, and today... We have the uh, sheriff's candidate, Vern Warnke, in studio. Last week, folks may re uh, remember we had Pat Lenny. He's, uh, he and Vern are vying for the position of sheriff after the uh, uh, departure of uh, our former sheriff up to Sacramento. And acting uh, Sheriff Cavallaro is holding down the fort until this month's election. Vern, thanks for coming in. My pleasure. Thank you for having me here. I appreciate it. You know, it's a fast-paced 24 minutes, so I'm going to get right to it. I don't want to mince a lot of words. I think people know who the candidates are, who's running for sheriff. Uh, you're one of them. Your campaign donations have shown that you're getting a lot of support out there in the community. I think, what, five to one? About five to one since the primaries uh, finished, yes. That's that's a good indication of the very support. Good. I'm very humbled at the fact that there are a lot of folks supporting me. Well, I, I see a lot of Warnke signs out there. But I want to talk about some of the things you've talked about in the campaign. And okay. uh, I always say, I'll be very upfront with you, rhetoric is easy to say, but turning it into tangible results, as you know, is not sometimes that easy. And you're going to have to work with the Board of Supervisors, the District Attorney, a lot of other individuals. And and one of the things you've mentioned was solving the jail problem once and for all. We have, jokingly call it here on the show, Paisen's Bed and Breakfast, in by 10, <laughs> out by noon, you get a free meal, uh, maybe even ride back. But the, the, the thing is, is how do we solve not only the overcrowding, but keeping these folks in? Because you've said you're going to solve the jail problem once and for all and keep those in jail that need to be in jail. What's well, your plan? Right, uh, you know, right now the, uh, the county's working on getting the grant funding to put a new prison in with the uh, AB 109, the realignment for our inmates, it's kind of stuck our county with a lot of problems that we were not geared for when they uh, implemented that program. What we've got going is they are, are going to be breaking ground, hopefully, uh, once they get a grant. And I know that they're working on that. And, and it's looking pretty good because the state sees that we need this uh, taken care of. We're going to get that problem started. And uh, until then, we're putting up more fences around okay. around the prison as we have it. Um, the problem that we have right now is this is more of a college dormitory setup out there. And uh, your office here, Casey, is a, a lot more secure than what we have out there at Sandy Mush. Well, Studio C, we try to keep people in or out. Yeah. I don't know. but I, I under, So you're hardening the facility as we We're, speak? It's being hardened. And you know what? Uh, my hat's off to current administration because you know they're just not sitting on their heels waiting for the new sheriff to come in. They're trying to take care of the problems. Uh, what they can do is... Uh, prior to the new election or new office. Mm -hmm. uh, so they are putting in 
more fences. They are, they are making some adjustments to help keep these guys in prison. The problem we have out there right now is we've got a 70% of our prison population are unsentenced. In other words, they're still waiting for trial. They're still waiting for their uh, Monty Hall handshake. Let's make a deal. Right. And uh, that problem is, is that it's taken up a lot of space for the pending sentencing. Right. So we need to come up with a better plan than what we've got. And I think the new facility, once it's built, is going to take care of a lot of that problem. So having it hardened up right now until the new one's built, well, I'm anxious to see the, the numbers coming in. I've been briefed on uh, the, the possibility of us getting this grant, so it's looking really good. Well, I have a couple of friends that work in corrections over there, and I'll tell you, they're getting record numbers of, uh, over time. They're being worked to death, and it, I think literally. it's a safety issue. It's How are we going to uh, augment or help corrections? Because you know those folks are part of the sheriff's department. I know they've Very kind much. of felt like the the redheaded stepchild sometimes, but you need to include them. You need to uh, have them. How are we going to support them? Well, a lot of the issues that we have with the overtime are based upon uh, the needs to have personnel in that are not correctional officers, but the correctional officers are full in, uh, filling in those positions. Uh, we have what we call a security systems operator, and those are the individuals that sit. In monitor uh, video, monitor the doors, radio monitoring, and all they are is, is uh, I'm going to say all they are, is, but they're, they're in there to work the console and, and so on, but they're not correctional officers. Right. But right now, because of the way it's been structured, we no longer have the SSO, security systems operator, oh, and correction officers are taking those positions, and it's mandatory that they have somebody there. So we're getting a lot of folks taking the overtime to man those positions, and an overtime rate on a correctional officer base of what a security systems operator, well, there's going to be some money savings there. Um, the SSOs will also not have any contact with inmates. So right. getting that done, and again, our current administration has taken the steps forward and got it approved uh, for, uh, I want to say, 11 positions, nine full-time. Wow. So that they're, they're getting that, and they're going through the testing process literally as we're speaking today uh, to have those positions filled. So that's going to help us augment that overtime issue that we're, we're creating by not having what I'm going to call the, the right classification of individual working uh, in that. So paying overtime, it's a tremendous chunk of change to take care of that. And there is an officer safety issue. We've got to come up with new plans. I have been talking with correctional officers, and they've got some brilliant ideas, literally, that, uh, to help augment and get, get away from all this overtime. They're tired. Mm -hmm. They're tired and wore out in their, their decisions. You know, we're good for about nine and a half hours. But right. when they're putting 16 hours in, five days, I mean, bad decisions are being made, and it's not their fault. So we got to get that under control. You have a budget of about $46 million Correct. you'll be administrating. And it's my understanding that getting more money or the days of increasing budgets are looking, uh, they're on the horizon. We, we can't see that. So you basically got to use what you have. Use what you have. And and so what you're talking about is maybe reclassifying some employees using uh, these SS. Uh, these, uh, well, not reclassifying, actually getting employees. Different people. Correct. Different different people in those positions, and it'll help the overtime budget, and it'll also help with workman's comp. It'll also help with a whole uh, work environment. And, and we've got to start focusing on the employees at this department first. Once we get that done, then other things can start happening. All right. These just aren't pawns on a chessboard. Correct. These are people that we need to include in this process. You're not just the only guy. Right. Uh, matter of fact, when you're at this, you're, you're in charge of a bunch of folks, but you got 300 employees. you got 300 potential ideas that you need to – you actually need to harvest those ideas and bring them to the forefront. Some ideas may not work, but those that have some good ideas and are not being used – 
I, I, I would like to see them uh, be more involved. Well, you've been very candid about your uh, uh, what you would do if you became sheriff, become sheriff. And one of the things you talked about is the undersheriff position, kind of a controversial position in some folks, uh, naming that person basically the second in command. You have some people in mind for that. And the other side is talking about maybe even doing away with that position. What's the justification to have a good undersheriff? Well, you've got to have another person in there that's like-minded as the sheriff and to, to see the vision moving forward with a department. If you don't have a second in command and you put three or five, it's been proposed by somebody else, then you've got three to five people that are vying for, well, bad things happen because they're trying to outdo one another and then they're going to do so at others expense however as the sheriff the sheriff is going to need to be being out in the community and possibly going to sacramento or los angeles or wherever the the job is going to take you're going to have to have a person in charge that's like-minded as a sheriff to continue running that ship mm -hmm. um at the beginning of this, I was, yeah, I had a lot of people ask me, Vern, who are you who are thinking for number two? And I kept telling them, you know what, I'm not in a position yet. I'm not in, I'm not in, I'm not in. Right. Well, it just got to the point where so many people were asking. Well, the person that I had thought of, and this is only based upon if everything is lined up correctly, right. there's no promises made. No, of course I not. I asked an individual who's probably the best qualified person I know right. to be number two in charge. And uh, she has said, if, if things work out, that she'd be honored to do it. Right. And the department's morale, when that came out, went up like you wouldn't believe. Um, the correctional officers got a hold of me and said, you know, if I'm thinking along those lines, they're supporting me. So I've had a tremendous amount of support based upon that, but there's been no promises made no. or nor alluded to. No, and I'm not inferring that, but I think it's a wise person that thinks about the future. And if you are elevated to the sheriff's status, you got to think about those things now and not when it happens. Exactly. Now, something that I pride myself in is be careful what you ask me because you're going to get an answer if it's available. You don't mince words. No, try not to. And here's what I'm looking at is, is that I don't want any secret handshakes. I don't want anything behind closed doors that should be in the public's eye. They asked me who I was thinking. I brought up who I was thinking, and this is my goal for the future of the sheriff's office. It has nothing to do. I don't want it to be a secret. It shouldn't be a no. secret. So and having that individual, I, I got to tell you, it uh, would do nothing but increase this department's credibility uh, tenfold. Well, I think transparency and being honest with the folks, again, not uh, alluding to any previous administrations, but we don't want to keep going down the same road that we've been going. Exactly. We need to change the direction of the Merced County Sheriff's Department. I think we all agree with that. Exactly. And uh, it, it was kind of almost insulting to think that I was going to do something illegal or put our department or our county in, uh, in a jeopardy for a lawsuit. You know what? I'm tired of folks telling me, you know what, you're going to you know what, folks? I'm going to upset some inmates. They're not going to like this jail. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going to be running around waiting and thinking, oh, my gosh, am I going to get sued by an inmate? Right. You know what? I'm not going to worry about that. We're going to do everything legal. They're going to be treated fairly. They're not going to be inhumanely dealt with. Right. It's, uh, everything's going to be above board. So I'm wanting this to tighten up. I want our county to know that I'm coming in here to make it a safer place. Right. And it's okay to talk about things, throw them against the wall, see what sticks. We can't be afraid to bring up suggestions. Exactly. You, know, you had getting a little heat about tent cities and whether or not that exactly. was feasible or not. But the, the I think the point was is we're going to think outside the box what from what we have been doing. Exactly. You know, the problem we have here is, is so much status quo. Uh, or, or, well, this is the way it's always been done. Well, look at the way it's always been done and how far has that gotten us? Mm-hmm. 
okay, we're suffering greatly because of the way it's always been done. Right. You know, we've got the backdoor deals and they're still going on. I, you know, I got to tell you, I've been, uh, since I've been involved in this campaign and I am not a politician, but I'm an embarrassed about what's going on at the top levels of things because now i'm i'm being um given this information right. and it's it's horrible it's absolutely horrible what's going on and and there's a lot of this that doesn't need to be secret mm -hmm. and they're afraid that if they let it out that oh, they might upset somebody well you know what um my opinions are not going to please everybody um but i'm also subject to change if somebody comes up and presents a better idea i can run with that i don't care who gets the credit Right. If there's something that's going to enhance the ability of our department to do a job better, I don't care who gets the credit. That's part of being a good leader right. is you take those ideas and you run with them because I am not all-knowing. I don't have my Karnak crystal ball. Right. So, And I've got folks that are willing and, and able to share their ideas, and there's a lot of great ideas. So you're not necessarily going to have a podium in the back of the squad car pulling it out at every press conference. You're no. willing to share the, share the, uh, uh, the credit. Uh, uh, share it. Uh, you know what? If I put somebody in a position that makes a great decision or, or does a great job, then you know what? Then I'm I'm very honored to have done that. But if putting those guys in the, or gals in those positions and they do a good job, well, there's a reason that they're they're doing it. It's because they're very good at what they do. And we've got a lot of men and women that are very good at what they do, and they need to be recognized for that. And not only within the sheriff's department, but other agencies. The sheriffs work with the other police agencies in this county. We're uh, approaching, or maybe we've approached, a very ominous record, folks. We have a record number of homicides in this community, not only in the city of Merced, but in the county of Merced. You're walking into a tough situation, record number of homicides. How do you address that problem? You can't well, do it all by yourself at the sheriff's department. It has to be coordination with other agencies, the district attorney's office. What's the answer to this well, gang problem? A lot of times... It's very little you can actually do to prevent a lot of homicides because it's a crime of passion. That's true. And uh, you've got the domestic violence issues. And those are going on in people's homes. The homicide rate can be mitigated by a lot of the, um, the things. We had a gang shooting in Planada yes. just recently. Right. Now, you're going to tell me that they had three or four guys in a car that had planned on doing the shootout, that there wasn't more people that knew about it. There are a lot of people that have information, but they don't feel comfortable enough to talk to the sheriff or the police about protection because they don't think they're going to be protected. That's right. Well, those are the kind of crimes that can be prevented if people know about them in advance. You know what? I heard my cousin and you're talking about doing, you know, we got to do something. So then we do something to help mitigate that. But to sit there and tell you that there's a, a, a magic pill to stop all these homicides, there's not. But committing more resources to gang task force, maybe exactly. working with other agencies. Because I heard that uh, not so long ago, we only had one person working with the uh, other departments in this in community. You think we need to augment that, put more people in there? We've got uh, uh, we've got two officers now assigned to a countywide uh, gang task force. Dealing with gangs is not just dealing with them head on. That's a strong and very important component to this. But we've also got to come up with other ideas to prevent these kids from wanting to become gang members. you got to remember, our gangs are more sophisticated now. They're not stupid. Mm -hmm. they're, they've got to keep recruiting members because, you know, the gang life expectancy isn't very high. Nope. So they got to keep recruiting more people. Where are they going to do that? They go to our schools. Right. If, and I've said this a hundred times. 
if we don't provide these kids with a hero, they're going to find one on their own. So right. you get now you, you you deal with the gangs up front, but now you start with programs into the schools. You start educating these kids and educating these kids as parents because some of them don't recognize when these kids are doing gang stuff. The parents need to get involved. You're right. The unfortunate part of some of that is some of the parents are gang members, you so they're 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 steering these kids into that same direction. We can't save them all, but let's, let's save the ones we can. You bring up a good point. You know, a lot of this is out of the sheriff's hands. You know, you can't raise these kids. No. But you can provide opportunities if they take it or not. But if they don't take the opportunities, that's when we have to get tough on these gangs, don't we? Exactly. You know, there's there's opportunities out here. And uh, I got a call just last week, a gal that supported me in the campaign. She's got a 12-year-old daughter. Mm -hmm. And the 12-year-old is doing some... You know, some silly things. I mean, right. dangerous things. Right. And the mom and I, we talked for at length about what we could do. And there are things that we can do to directly influence what that kid's going to be thinking. And I assured this woman that we're going to do everything possible. And every person that's in this county is going to need to know that their sheriff is for them. Folks, those of you who live in the city, believe it or not, you are also voting for the sheriff. You sure are. The sheriff it's on is your ballot. The sheriff is responsible to you, too. And to make any difference what part of the county you live in, the sheriff is here for you. And that's one thing that needs to be addressed is the folks need to know that if you live in the city, you can still call the sheriff. Remember, the city is in the county. Now, people don't realize this. I'm going to just take just 10 seconds of Vern's time. The Board of Supervisors represents you, too. And Vern, get, Vern gets his budget, or would get his budget, rather, from the Board of Supervisors. Same way with the DA. Let's talk about the liaison between the DA's office and the Sheriff's office. Previous administration, you could have started a fire with the friction between those two. How are we going to work together with the DA? Because they prosecute. There's always that who's the top cop. But right. let's, let's not have a, a contest here. Yeah, this isn't what a do we sword have to fight. Do? This isn't a sword fight. We got to get beyond that and and take it for what it is. Um, I feel like I can work with about anybody, and uh, if I'm fortunate enough to be elected, I know that I can work with our DA, no matter who that is. And right now, it's currently Larry Morris. I right. know that I can work with that man. Uh, I'm very good at. Um, dealing with folks mm -hmm. and that's what you got to do and there can be a personal relationship there but it can also be professional right uh i'm the kind of guy that we can come in and we can take care of it will larry and i go out and break bread together no eh, probably not but we can mm -hmm. uh so there's going to be an issue there you know there's concerns about larry's supporting pat in this and i'm wondering right. and you know what if i get fortunate enough and win this election how's larry going to feel about that well you know what i'd like to think larry's professional enough that no matter who the sheriff is if they can develop a good professional relationship then good things can happen well i've, I've interviewed mr morris on these airways many times and i think the same thing i think he is professional and he can do that and and you know there was a little philosophy difference between you know is it drugs you know that praying the gangs or is it gangs driving the drugs and really it's both it is both and you've got to think a lot of it, it boils down to money. Mm -hmm. um, the gangs are using the drugs to get the money. Everything boils around the money. And that's what they're doing with the, these kids is they're luring these kids away from any professional right. uh, ambitions and saying, you know what, if you, if you just uh, be a lookout for me, right. I'll give you $100. Exactly. And these kids are going, huh? Well, so, you know, the music videos. Anyway, we can talk about societal changes. But let's talk about something that you've said in your campaign rhetoric, paper pusher versus what man on the street, man okay. on the streets. W what's wrong with a paper pusher? You need to have somebody doing paper, obviously, obviously. and they're getting grants, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. But w what, why do you segregate yourself from that? Well, because there's already folks in place to write grants at the sheriff's office level. You know, I made a comment about, you know, if I showed up at a crime scene, whatever it needs. And there's what I want to address is, is that whatever the job needs to get done, I'll take care of it. I can do it. I can go from one end of that spectrum to the other and I'll do it all. 
my opponent says that, well, his time is better served doing other things. Well, my time is better served taking care of the people in this county. And when I say that, I say that with a full conviction. If I showed up at a scene, I can handle it no matter what the problem is, because I've done it. I've done every part of that uh, job with the sheriff's office. So if I'm out, and I will be out in a marked unit, mm-hmm. and if I hear something going down, and if I'm right around a corner, you can count on me being there, and I can take care of business until the cavalry gets there. I wouldn't have to worry about it, and if, and if nobody else showed up, I can handle it from start to finish. M- my feeling is, is I am willing, able, and gonna Take care of everything that comes up. I'm not going to be one of those to delegate something. You know, I was at a, a, a function here not too long ago when somebody called up and we were both together and they said, hey, what are you going to do about trash dumping? Well, uh, it was said that the other person said that I'll get somebody to dig through there and find out and find the names of that such. He said it right there. I'll get somebody else to do it. Uh, to this day, I still work patrol occasionally. And I've gone into the middle of those. I put my rubber gloves on. I get right in the middle of that. I'm going to find out what's going on. I don't mind the challenge. I don't mind the work. Um, To say that you're above that Mm -hmm. as your sheriff, kind of set yourself, uh, you're above the citizens of this county. And you're not. You work for the citizens of this county. If that means digging into a pile of trash to help the citizens out, then by God, that's what you do. And conversely, you do have administrative experience. You've ran budgets. You've had to uh, run personnel. So to say that you don't have the administrative experience would be in error. It is in error. Um, You know, and there's been a comment, well, if I was that good of a leader, why didn't I make it past the rank of senior sergeant? Well, I'll tell you why. We had, when I was uh, working full-time as a senior sergeant, we had two commanders. Folks, this isn't like the Army. You don't get a field commission. You have to have a vacancy. And as long as there's no vacancy, you don't get promoted. That's right. So you, you've got to go along those lines. And the higher up in rank you go, the less likelihood of being having a vacancy unless somebody uh, terms out. When I say term out, ages out and, and they retire. Mm-hmm. Or they move up to the next one, allowing a slot to open up. Um, I'm very qualified. It been there. And again, also, is if you're not in the... Um, the good old boy network, mm. you're not going to advance. Vern, I love to hear you say that because I'm tired of the good old boy network, and that's why we need change. That's why we need leadership. And hopefully we're going to have somebody that brings about that change in leadership. And let's be realistic. Everybody has friends, whether uh, Mr. Lenny is, is elected or, or, or you are elected. Everybody has friends. They have people that they feel comfortable working with. But that's not necessarily the good old boy system. It's what's best for this county, and that's what we're looking for. Look, let's talk a little bit about guns. This 24 minutes goes okay. fast. I'm you telling you, man, clock. you're right. One of the things that uh, the past sheriff was very reluctant to issue CCW is a big sticking point in everybody's mind. We have this thing called the Second Amendment. What's your feeling on it? Well, I'm glad this is recorded so people can play it back if you have a legal right to possess a firearm and you meet the qualifications it takes to get your permit you're going to get it here's here and here's why i say that um we've got a vast county and if you need to protect yourself or your family and it takes a piece of paper to make that legal and you met the qualifications you don't have to be a jewelry store owner Mm -hmm. you can be a dairyman you can be uh, somebody that's out irrigating your personal protection is first and foremost, and that's what it's going to take. Not everybody that applies is going to get one, obviously. Because not everybody's qualified. Exactly. But those who do qualify are going to do this. And something else that needs to be said, folks that you live in the city, it's been past practice that you get a letter of declination from your police chief. You've elected your sheriff. You should be able to come to your sheriff. If you choose to go to your police chief, then you go. But you don't have to, not if I get in there. If you want to come straight to the sheriff, you come see me. 
Yeah, and I think it's interesting that Mr. Christensen to the north of us has issued more CCWs. You don't hear about people just going out there shooting everybody. It's your right, folks. Vern, we're getting to the end of our time. If people want to get in touch with you, if they want to learn more about your campaign, where do they go? Your website? You know what? Have them go to uh, email. It's vernforsheriff at gmail.com. They go there, and it uh, it rings up on my phone pretty quick. And uh, be happy to uh, sit down with anybody who wants to talk. I'm going to take this position very seriously, but I'm also very passionate about it. Um, we talk about the paper pusher or the real guy. Guys, I am a real sheriff with real experience, and that's what I'm bringing to the table here, and I don't put a lot of fluff to it. So if you ask me a question, be prepared for your answer. Well, I, I've known that you've been very candid out there on the campaign trail, and I trust that that won't change if you are successful in becoming our next sheriff of Merced County. You're walking into a hellstorm, in my opinion, oh my gosh, with the yes. murders, the budgets, the declination. You're really... Uh, uh, you're, 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 be careful of what you ask for, they say. Uh, it's uh, exactly right. Be careful what you wish for. But you know what? I, uh, I I think it's time that we need to get some people in office. And I'm not the only one running for office out there that's uh, wanting to do these. And folks, you need to really look at who your candidates are for these offices that you're looking at. If you want some real change, get in there and, and get away from this current, well, that's the way we've always done it syndrome. So I plan on changing that. Well, Mr. Warnke, Vern Warnke, I appreciate you coming Thank in today you. to this studio, to Studio C. Not everybody likes to come in here, but folks, we encourage you to listen. I really think this election, November 4th, is more important than anybody realizes, because what Vern says, if you want to see leadership, if you want to see change, you got to get out there and vote. Exactly. And I, and I, again, thank you for coming in. Thank you, Casey.